Hello, Dad. Hello, Karen. And happy Christmas in June. Oh my god, we're not in July, so we can't be like, it's Christmas in it's July. It's not Christmas in July. Because it's June. June. Well, maybe somebody's listening to this in In July. the future. Yeah. Maybe. In the, and so happy Christmas in July. Or maybe they're listening in December and it's like, happy Christmas. That's true. Maybe they're timing it just right. So, happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. So we have the second of two Christmas episodes. Yeah. Uh, this is, I don't know. Season 7, episode 19? It's either 19 or 20. I'm pretty 19. sure 19. Yeah, I think it's 19. The usual suspects. And we'll get well, to that. The usual Santas. Oh, the usual... Wait, was it the usual Santas? Yeah, I think it's the oh, usual Oh, I wrote Santas. it down as the usual suspects. Oh, it's usual Santas based on usual based suspects. Based on usual suspects, yes. Dumb me. Dumb, dumb me. Um, um, so... Yeah. And so I give this, I give this episode, like... A, like an extra credit gold star for like trying to do something special in addition to like just the normal storylining they got going on. What do you mean with the Doesn't Santa? quite work. Yeah, it doesn't quite work. Yeah, it doesn't it's quite work. It doesn't quite work, but yeah, I agree. I mean, props that they tried. It doesn't work and it seems to be just a filler like it doesn't again doesn't lead anywhere right yeah so yeah let's not drag it out let's let's just we'll say just do it yeah so here we are it is christmas time in 1998 in california um we already had one leading into christmas episode last week and so now it continues and we see someone in a santa costume you know he's singing the 12 days of christmas and it turns out it's dr visconti and here he is at Melrose Place, and there is Peter, and there is Michael, and they're all in Santa costumes. So they're going to do something for all of uh, the kids in hospitals. It seems like around L.A. County. Um, and then Kyle and Ryan show up, and they're also in Santa suits, and they're all going to do this. And, you know, there's, like, some cute businesses. We have these, like, five Santa men um, all dressed up as they leave. And then we cut to, almost in the middle of action, a bank where Lexi, uh, Amanda, and Eve are. And remember, Lexi and Amanda had done this weird truce philanthropical thing where they were going to buy all these Christmas trees for the kids in the hospitals. So Lexi is like putting her foot down about something that only she and Amanda should have signing privileges and not Eve. And I'm like, who, who really cares? What is the point of this Lexi other than you hate Eve? Cause she's married to Peter. Um, but you know, Amanda is stumping for Eve and she gets a mention in that. I think Eve is the one who got Hanson, the Hanson yeah. to play <laughs> at Kyle's around the holidays. So just <laughs> wait, just, just, just gird your loins for that. Everyone. Was this a big deal in 1998? I couldn't remember like it's, when it's they like, were. You know, Alyssa asked the same thing. It's like yes and no, because they were already sort of losing the flame, but it was still more of a get than some of these other stars who were or not stars, but guests who were like just musicians who had like a sort of normal like plateau of a career. A year earlier, it would have been the hugest thing. A year later, it would have been too late. This is the thing where I think it's still considered a get, though I don't know anyone who was probably talking about Hanson at the end of 98. But I still think it's kind of cool. I mean, and they just look so young. They look exactly like like they did. I mean, two years have gone by since they broke out, and they look exactly the same. So in that respect, it's like they still caught them at the moment. Yeah. 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 Well, And the other thing, though, is that they didn't do... 
like Mbop. They did some like weird ass. They did, Christmas they did song. covered like a Christmas song. Yeah. yeah. And like that was it. So my and I was guess like, is you have Hanson. My you guess is that. actually I meant to look it up and then I didn't because I don't do the research. Um my guess is Hanson probably had a holiday album and this was to help promote that. Uh, so I'm gonna look them up. Um, and while I do that, why don't you describe for our listeners what happens, right, as Lexi and Amanda are fighting about Eve in the bank? Well, right as Lexi and Amanda are meow, meow, meow at each other, which, you know, I mean, as as per usual, ladies and gentlemen, this is a robbery. A group of Santas, not one Santa, not two Santas, five Santas, I think. Um, it would be five. It would be five. Bust into the bank with their machine guns at the ready and start pointing them at people and saying, you know, give us your money. And they even took Lexi's ring. Not Lexi. Eve's, Eve's engagement uh, ring. Yeah. Eve's engagement ring. And I think it was Lexi who yelled at her. Do you, do you really want to die for that stupid trinket or something? Yeah, like yeah. It was definitely Lexi. It was definitely Lexi. Yeah. And, um, oh, yeah. Okay. This was the, this was actually the best part of the whole thing while they're like lying on the floor and Eve's giving up her ring and like one of the guys was one of the robbers was like where's your ring to Lexi and she's like I'm not married don't rub it in like she's yeah. being bitchy to the to the robbing Santas and so basically um yeah our the the this group of five Santas were criminals with guns with guns which means as Dr. Visconti and his merry convertible sleigh filled with Santas is cruising down Sunset Boulevard, they get they the the cops spot them and about ten police cars descend and have them pull over and descend on the car and and with their you know guns drawn they make the guys uh, you know get out of the car and they arrest them on the spot. Yeah, and we go to commercial as they're like getting frisked. Um... And, and that's, that was the full cold open, right? That's when it yeah. ended, was it was the when thing. they got yeah. arrested. Yeah, okay. All yeah, right. so it takes like um, a few seconds of just like cognitive dissonance to be like, what is happening at the beginning of this episode? Because it doesn't tie into anything we have known going on in any of the ongoing stories. So it's like, okay, so this is happening. Oh, wait, and it's not just something cute. There's like plot related because... Now there's a holdup at the bank and some of our women on the show are in jeopardy. Oh no. And the men are all getting arrested. Is this what this whole episode is going to be? It's not. It's not. I will say this. The, what was kind of fun about this was actually seeing all the men. That's it. Gr- yeah. Like, you know, have that sort of like bonding or camaraderie, especially since most of them have been like arguing and fighting through this mm-hmm. you know through through the season with like you know Kyle and Peter having all of that like the the struggles with Amanda's attention and then you know Michael and um Ryan what's his name? and Ryan and all of that Over with Megan, Megan yeah. and, you know so it was kind of it was kind of cool to see the guys all sort of get together and hang out almost like they did like back in season in the one, old days yeah and the guys would get together and go to you know shooters or even things. when they got together to like decorate Melrose for Christmas. That's true, which we have again, but we're not getting there yet. So I thought, I was convinced then when we come back, we're going to have a bunch of scenes in the jail and all the men are going to like, like let all of their steam out at each other. That's not what happens. That's what happens. Not what happens. 
So we come back from the break and they're all like getting fingerprinted and photographed. Um, we've got some like more modern Christmas song playing. Um, so they gather for a lineup and no one is even telling them what this is about. Um, and we have a couple older women who are witnesses. Uh, one of them says it might be easier if they take off the beards. And then we see that Eve and Amanda are there. So, A, if you were worried that anything happened to them, don't. They're fine. Everyone's fine. <laughs> and, and then they obviously recognize the whole male cast of the show, and they realize who it is. And, and so then, like, it's over. We don't have to worry about the men. They're not facing the law any longer. Even Amanda, clear it up. There's even, like, a scene of Peter primping himself, like, now that, like, this ordeal is, is on its way out. So, you know... I'm of two minds because this is a fun thing, but it's sloppily deployed. So I appreciate the effort, but then it doesn't go anywhere for the rest of the episode. There's one callback we'll mention that doesn't really matter. Uh, like it doesn't, you know, it, it's not like a come to Jesus moment for any character and they abandon wherever their storyline was headed because they think differently about something. No, like we're just back to where we were. 12 yeah, f- minutes into the episode. Yeah, I feel like they wrote the episode and they were like, man, we don't, we, we're missing like 12 minutes of shit. Like, we got to plug something in there. Yeah, maybe. And, and they were see like, how they worked backwards. Together. Yeah, they were yeah. Like working backwards and they were like, well, yeah. shit. And they plugged it in and they were like, well, let's do a quick callback so it doesn't look like we, you know, needed a filler for this episode. And then, and then that's how it came about because it is just so weird. Like I yeah. and like you said, like props, like I give them credit for doing it because it, it could have been fun. It could have been a really great fun idea, but it could have been a great idea in season two. Sure. I don't feel like it works where we are with no, how, no, how, how it, far we've come. It doesn't. But here we are. <sighs> yeah. And there is like, you know, a cute thing as they're all leaving, you know. Um, what's his name? Uh, Peter leaves with Eve, and Kyle leaves with Amanda, and Michael and Dr. Visconti just put their arms around each other. Because <laughs> they're dateless, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, then they segue back out of the segue back out of the storylines, and Amanda tells Kyle she hopes this won't be a bad omen. She's already bought this little baby stocking because she plans to already have had the kid within the next 12 months. Um, you know, and she's trying to woo Kyle, who remember, Kyle thinks he is sterile. Um, and and she <laughs> she goes, I've lived a crazy life, but I've never slept with Santa Claus. Well, great. Here you go. And like through this all, we see Kyle working the act. What's the actor's name again? Rob Estes. Rob Estes working real hard to sort of like show his tortured soul. Yeah, it gets the brooding gets the brooding gets broodier. I'll say the brooding yeah. gets broodier. It certainly does. I mean, episode. he was working hard. Like you could see like, the say, sweat on his brow. I mean, I always liked Rob Estes. And it's clear from the time he joins in season five that he's good, not great. Yes. But he really gets worse. <laughs> the yeah, the more does. the show he pushes him he as does. its lead, he gets worse. And I say this as somebody who likes Rob Estes and thinks he is a great bit of eye candy that yep. is so sorely needed right now on the show. Mm. But, like, yeah, he sort of does that whole thing of, like, knuckles pressed against his forehead and squinty eyes. Yeah. So that's kind of where we are with the acting. So we move on. So Ryan and Megan are inching closer to being a couple. But of course, 
she didn't know that he got arrested and she'd planned this whole romantic dinner for him and all the food is spoiled. So he does explain to her what happened and she's like, well, we can still decorate the Christmas tree and conversation turns to them both being ready. And so finally they do it. And as they go to bed, we move on to Jane, who was not at all like <laughs> a part of any of the the opening that the rest of them were <laughs> somehow connected to. Um <laughs> And and remember this. So we see her alone painting a plate. And that's when Michael knocks on her door. He apparently had called and left voicemails for her from the police station, but she hadn't checked her machine and she's just not interested in Michael. I think they're going to court the very next day for this very accelerated divorce. But I guess it was an accelerated engagement. So there we are. Um and he apologizes for that real estate agent lady that she saw him with last week um and she says look she too is trying to move past him and he goes well maybe we're moving too fast and she's like no i'll see you in court tomorrow um jane is stone cold yeah stone cold yeah and then we go to eve who is looking at her ringless hand as peter comes out of the shower to comfort her um Lots of piano music going on in the background, I remember. Um, And he talks about his sad, retconned past. (laughs) You know, he's trying to console her by saying, like, you know, I never had it really good. And it was always about my dad and golf and blah, blah, blah. Um, And there's a knock at the door. It's that prison guard from the Christmas tree lot uh, coming by to mess with Eve. Um... And they're able to get rid of him, and Peter is none the wiser. Eve is She plays it down, and she just says she's looking forward to a great Christmas with Peter. So uh, go to commercial, come back. Michael is with his lawyer in the courthouse on their way to their, the courtroom, um, questioning his options. And that's when they walk the real bad Santas by. <laughs> they were apparently apprehended. Yay! <laughs> so the evil is is gone. The danger is no longer out there. the The Christmas miracle has happened. Um, and then we're in the courtroom. And the judge, did you recognize him? I was going to ask you who was the judge. His name is Paul Gleason, probably best known as the principal in the Breakfast Club. Really? Yeah. Oh, he was. Wow, he wouldn't have been that much old. Well, maybe he would have. Because he looked much older in 1998 than he would. Well, when was Breakfast Club? Breakfast Club is like 85. So 85, figure it's 15 years, 15 14, years. 13, 14, I guess 15 years. He was years. in his 40s when he did Breakfast Club. Yeah, so Club, I figure, yeah, I figure he's, he's probably like 45 in Breakfast Club and like so 55, 60 in this. Yeah, because he looked old. Like now, that's why I was like, who is that guy? I know him. Um, but anyway, I thought this was kind of fun. Yeah, it doesn't super work, but it is fun. Like, I like what they're doing, which it is trying like, to yeah, keep some sense into Michael and Jane. Yeah, and it also felt like kind of like a throwback to sort of like, a, a you know, a Christmas movie where you kind of like... Yeah, it is like a holiday, like a holiday movie. Yeah. chance at redemption and like, you know, some like judge or something like that throws you together so that you're forced to get along and you have this sort of redemptive moment. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of what I think they were trying to do here. I think that they were trying... I, I, I got a sense that they were really trying in this episode. Like they were really trying... Like yeah, they they're, were- they're expanding. Yeah, they're trying yeah, like to do creative things. 
there were some things going on where I was like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing there. And I kind of get it. And, and it's not quite working, but, but I, but I could see what they were sort of like leaning in towards. And I really felt like that was sort of like a throwback to like, it's a wonderful life or something like that. Yeah, it is. It, it definitely has that feel. It doesn't work for me only because I just feel like the whole Michael Jane stuff is so forced. Yeah, and but you know, slowly were, and and slowly just spread out so thin. But they were going to force it anyway, so I kind of felt like this was a great way to force it. Yeah, this is as good as anything they've done with them. So exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and basically, he's impatient. He asks to hear from both of them. He basically calls them fools and says, um, "You know, write down." Oh, he says it Jeopardy style, right? He's like, "I'm going to tell you the answer. You give you give me a response as a question." you wanted to get married a second time because, and they both answer, what is love? Right. And so his thing is, you cl- you guys just want to punish each other. I hate it when people use the justice system to inflict pain on each other. Mm. So, you know, I mean, it's tough love. He sentences yeah. them to spend the holiday with each other and forces them to communicate with each other. So right. we'll see the rest of the day or the rest of the episode is them spending time with each other. Um, then it's after hours and Peter sees Kyle drunk alone at the bar. Uh, so Peter knows the truth or what he thinks is the truth about Kyle's condition. And he asks if he, or he guesses basically that he hasn't told Amanda. Um, and Kyle's acting like really morose here. And he's like doing prop acting with a snow globe. And then he smashes the snow globe to the ground. And, you know, he's pretending to cry and it's, you know, it's clear he can't really sell this. Yeah, I mean, Broody Kyle, here we go. Yeah, and then he says something about how he has to sober up and go to a Christmas party at Amanda's company, which I thought meant that night, but I think we're actually talking the next day. Because I think he's dressed differently. And I think it may even be happening during the day. I mean, I think it's late at this point in the night when Kyle and Peter are talking. Well, see, that's the thing. Again, we're in the time warp, right? Because it's like, it seems like it's after hours at the club. So, like, Amanda's having a party after hours? Like, what, right. whatever. They go to, and we find, we the, the, he, the, he does go to Amanda's and Guy is there. Yeah, well, okay. So, before that <laughs> happens, and we can't forget what happens, um, <laughs> Eve goes to see the guy at the Christmas tree lot. I forget what his oh, name is. Shit. Norman, okay. Nathan, Norman, whatever. Norman, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Pervy guy. It's probably, it's probably neither of those. Yeah. Um, Eve comes to the Christmas tree lot, and he, she asks the guy what he wants, and he's like, I don't want money. He just wants one roll in the hay with her. And then right when it looks like things might be escalating and Eve has to make a choice or something, Lexi shows up. It feels like she is now speaking up to save the day for Eve, but I think she just happens to be in the right place at the right time for Eve. She gives a check to the guy. Of course, it's not going to be right place, right time for Eve because Lexi is really honing in on the truth. But yes, so then we go to the Amanda Woodward Agency uh, party. Amanda's giving bonuses to everyone and we get to guys. So why don't you describe the, this weird moment? So, so we haven't seen Guy in quite a while. Yeah, we've heard, like, they've made mention of him a lot more than we've seen, yeah. him, I think. Yeah, so, you know, she's handing Guy a, a bonus check or whatever. It looks like she's doing the holiday bonuses. And Guy is like, well, I'd rather have a kiss from you for my holiday bonus or something pervy like that. Yeah, and like randomly pervy because that was never Guy's thing. Guy was, just the only other, Guy was just the only other employee we ever knew of. 
Yeah, I mean that was never he guy. Seems to be pretty like reliable and professional. So then Amanda, doesn't she say something like, "Be careful, or I'll tell HR on you," or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it was something. Like or that, your lucky yeah. HR isn't something like that. And it's yeah. like, why do any of that? Yeah, I don't know. But I was like, you know what? Don't throw a guy under the bus. No, like that's and that's what I feel like they did. Like, got like just let guy be the great guy that yeah. he's been through the whole season. Yeah, let guy be guy seven you know seven seasons yeah they did him dirty for sure they totally did him dirty um and so amanda gets a call from ryan who is playing sick so he can stay with megan because they're basically like just naked together for like the next 72 hours around the holidays and amanda's like okay well i'll just leave your bonus check on your desk then it's like you know where he lives and he's family why don't you bring it home yeah i don't know it's too much work. Maybe because she's afraid of catching whatever it is he has. That is possible. Yeah. Um, and then Kyle is talking to a couple of the female coworkers that we've never met. Um, he's drunk, so, you know, Guy is probably eyeing him and waiting for him to pass out so he can make a move on them, too. Um, Amanda does come over. Um, and right when she does, I think Eve comes over and she tells them about her new problem. Um and so Kyle's like, all right, leave it to me. So he leaves the party. I don't think we see the party again. Uh, Kyle is following the guy, Norman, Nathan, whatever, at his trailer. Um, he walks over to Guy. And, you know, it's they have, like, the garbage cans have, like, the fire coming out of it for yeah. heat. And Kyle, like, he pulls, like, a real beat-it move. And he, like, saunters over and puts his hand over the flames just so we know he's tough and he means business. Uh, and then he roughs the guy up, but good. And threatens to kill him. Yeah. And then he walks back to his car and cries. <laughs> <laughs> because he's a tortured soul. Right. Because he's going through the worst pain he's ever known, even though he's known so much other pain. Um, Christine, anyone? Um, so Amanda wakes up the next morning wondering where Kyle is. I guess she fell asleep on the couch waiting for him to come home because he was out so late and he just uh, came in, didn't wake her and crashed on the bed in his leather jacket. Um, he says that guy should be halfway on his way up to Yosemite and he won't be a problem. And, and she's like, Kyle, how badly did you hurt him? And he's like, well, what did you think I was going to do? And then we cut over to Jane and Michael who are... I think they're distributing Christmas toys. Yes, it was the to toys. Kids, yeah. Um, as as ordered, and Michael gives a super soaker to this like sweet little kid who asks about his poor mom who is unemployed, and Michael gives him some cash, and the kid hugs Michael, and Jane likes what she sees here, and it's all very sweet. It yeah. is actually sweet, and they're all they're both playing it really nice, and um, you know he he asks her for forgiveness and she's like oh does that mean you're saying you're sorry and he says yes and they hug and then lexi like you can hear the wicked witch of the west music every time lexi shows up in these scenes she comes back to the the christmas tree lot and she sees the guy all bruised um packing things up and she's like it's not even the holiday don't you guys stay open right through christmas and he's like i gotta go yeah, he's like i gotta go i gotta go gotta yeah. go <laughs> gotta get out and of town <laughs> And then Kyle has this uh, heart to heart with Peter back at the um, at Peter's practice. Um, it's at night, I think, and Kyle's telling Peter that he's losing it. Um, and you know, like Peter is being 
reasonable and uh, in dealing with him. And we find out at this point, it's Christmas Eve. Like, right. Peter, why are you there that late? Kyle, why are you there? Um, well, didn't it, wasn't Peter there because he was sort of like having like a celebration with like the nurses that had to work on Christmas Eve. And he was like, you know, I appreciate you got you. And, no, like, I think here. that actually happens on Christmas Day. But you're right. If he was, Eve. no, we haven't gotten there yet. Because oh, right. we're because we we skip a couple big things that happened before that. Okay, I thought that was um, where we were. But it could be well if Peter's working Christmas Day, then he also has to do stuff at his office on Christmas Eve, I suppose. Um, and so Peter basically tells Kyle to stop drinking, and he writes him a, a prescription for what he calls mild. <laughs> antidepressants yeah um and then kyle's like i have to go there's a charity gig and the charity gig is at the bar and that's where hansen is playing. Hansen, yes. so i did the research and it doesn't really answer our question because they did have a christmas album but it was out the year earlier back when they were still the hot new thing so it, the christmas album came out holidays 1997 and this is done holidays 1998 but they did sing little saint nick on that album and that's what they're singing here uh on the episode. So, I don't know. I guess the publicist called Fox. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, like, maybe it was just, they were like, oh, we, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they were like, well, we need, you know, we need more promotion. For, you know, I think you know? they'd had, I think they'd had by then a follow-up album. I'm pretty sure it didn't do so well, but I don't know. Um, I don't know who is more grateful to have the other, but either way, Hanson is there, and the only other thing I wrote down is, oh, Hanson, what a moment in time. Yeah, what a moment in time indeed. And then, and then we have Lexi, who goes, if those boys were a few years older, I'd take all of them back to my condo. <laughs> of course you'd say that. Oh, my God. <laughs> so for Lexi, that moment in time could have been 10 to 15 years. Okay. Um, she's, she then is putting two and two and two and two together and telling Eve what she knows. And as she's talking to Eve by the bar, she also sees Kyle and we close in on his hands and his knuckles are bruised. So there's how many million people in LA and she realizes that Kyle is the one who attacked the Christmas tree guy. Um, so Lexi is really provoking Eve. So Eve ends up clocking Lexi not once but twice and <laughs> yeah. it's awesome. It was and then they have a good shot. I was like, nice yeah, done. Yeah, it was well done. And then they just like both are going at each other. Um uh, Kyle's like, let's take this in the office. Uh he breaks it up and uh, I think you know, like he's like, What's going on? And Lexi says, Well, I don't know, why don't you ask Nikita here? Um <laughs> again the Lexi's beef though it's not stated is that eve is married to peter lexi is not like lexi it's not even i think that lexi knows what we know and is like this is how i can take amanda down Mm -hmm. i think that's coming but it's just like eve now has a target on her back because lexi wanted peter and found out that he had moved on with eve it's not it's not subtle. It's just not something the show spells out. And this show literally spells out everything, which is a little Yeah. Weird. Yeah, which I think is so strange that they did. Like, they kind I of I think it's sloppy. I think, it's a forget- I think they just forgot that, like, we needed to put something in about how, like, why Lexi has honed in on Eve like this. But that's yeah, where it's she, coming from. 
Yeah, it's just weird because it's so it's like it's inferred and it's not obvious, and they've always made it really obvious. Yeah, you know, and like, and the other thing is too about you know a couple episodes ago when Lexi's like, "I'm turning over a new leaf. Amanda and I are going to be friends. We're joining forces." And then, and you sort of, I'm kind of wondering, did they do that so that they could then set up the war between her and Eve, and it would be rather than her having to sort of battle. Amanda, Eve, like there's just like that's a lot of enemies to have, right? Yeah, especially when your villain is lame Lexi. Yeah, lame Lexi. Very lame Lexi. Um, but speaking of Amanda, she and Peter are decorating the complex. They're putting up lights all around Melrose Place and it's Christmas Eve. It's like late on Christmas Eve by now. Wouldn't you have done this weeks earlier? I know, but... But, you know, they woke up and realized this is what's going on. You know, Amanda, meanwhile, is asking Peter about Kyle's health, his temper, his drinking. She can tell he's not saying something. So Peter kisses Amanda to distract her and blames it on the mistletoe. He walks away, and Amanda knows he was still trying to cover for something. She knows there's something, she just doesn't know what. And that was the other thing that fell off was him kissing her. Well, yeah, because what I expected to happen is then someone else sees it and it becomes the next thing. And it becomes a thing, right. Yeah. And it just it just kind of was a thing that happened and it was weird. You know, yeah, Peter has obviously wanted to kiss Amanda forever because he's obsessed, but but in yeah, this but case I... it was he's using it just to not tell her what he knows about Kyle. Yeah, and I kind of feel like his obsession with her has kind of ebbed ebbed because yeah. now he's obsessed with like he you know isn't eve like the big love of his life and i never felt this way about anybody but you and i can't believe you've come into my life and you're perfectly like, well do you know yeah what I mean? and not, like, yeah, and not only that, that but they've they've completely gone away from peter being the bad guy to the point where by the end of the episode as we'll see he's like our hero he's like right. the one who's not doing bad things right which is like how many seasons is he such an asshole and they keep giving him in out? So now he's got his out again because everyone else is lying about things and we're just going to pretend that he didn't arrange for Amanda to be kidnapped and almost killed. Well, I mean, we're, we're not talking about how he tried to like give her a lobotomy. Oh, yeah. We're not talking about the fact that he was <laughs> at one point sentenced to jail for nearly killing her, yeah. like taking out her stomach on the table or whatever it was. <laughs> whatever yeah. it was he did, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then we're, it's Christmas morning and Amanda is bummed and it's not because Kyle is acting weird or whatever, but she took a pregnancy test and it's negative and she was late. So she'd really thought and hoped that this was it and it was going to be a positive test and Kyle hugs her. And of course, Kyle can't be surprised because Kyle knows he thinks that he's shooting blanks. So then Jane is home and she gets a delivery, this big ass, like six by three foot box, whatever it is. It looks like a refrigerator. It totally does. Yeah. We also see the finished plate she was working on at the beginning of the episode and she had painted Melrose Place. It actually was a really cool plate. It looks like, no lie. If anyone knows where, like if you find these on Etsy or eBay or something, if anyone can find me plates like that here in real life, I will buy them. So (laughs) the request is out there. It's got to be out there somewhere. Like it's a prop that exists. Like, where is this? I don't know. Maybe Josie Bissett kept it. My guess is no, but maybe. I know. I don't know, but it, I just think that would be really cool. Um, so if anyone can help point the way, appreciate it. So back to Jane opens the package and we're like, what is it? It's Michael in a box. 
<laughs> Michael shipped himself or had himself wrapped up in a box right outside the apartment or whatever. Um, and and he and Jane basically like come to terms and, and they spend Christmas together. And it's cute. It is cute. And now we're at the hospital. I like and it's, that. I like, I like that. that too. I like that storyline. I like the end even yeah. more than like all of like the ups and downs to get there. And like yeah. the, the moment where we currently leave them is really sweet. And I liked it. If we can stay in that moment for a bit, I'll appreciate it. We'll see. Um, so this is what you were talking about because it's Christmas Day and at the hospital, Peter has set up some, you know, like a little nice celebration for everyone working there. You know, all and the nurse nurses Amy's and doctors there. and stuff. Yep, Nurse Amy's right there eating cake, I guess. Um, and then Lexi, you know, bruised face and everything, black eyes, storms in. Um, and she like yanks Peter out of the room to tell him about the Christmas tree guy. And she's like, ask Eve what she is hiding. And then in case you... What? I I kind of expected Peter to have more of a reaction to that, and he just didn't. It's sort of like a slow burn reaction, but yeah. Yeah. He's... I mean, he does keep trying to tell Lexi, like, it's over, and and he, like, is all about Eve, so to speak. Uh Uh-huh. But yeah. And I I guess I'm glad he doesn't. I don't know. But okay, more Ma- Ryan and Megan. Um, so they've been together this whole time. I mean, I guess Ryan and Kyle had no plans to spend the holiday together now that they're on the same coast for once. And I guess even though Megan has reacquainted herself with her invalid dad and Shirley Jones' mom, she's still not going to spend the day with them. So, like, they're still together. And, you know, she asks him what this is all about. And they both say, like, they think this is a real relationship. And that's when someone knocks on the door. And of course, it's lame Lexi. So Ryan runs and hides to get dressed in the bedroom. And Lexi shows up with this guy, a French chef named Pierre, who she has rented. So yeah, no English. So she's going to have, they're going to have their own like um, Galentine's Christmas, gal Christmas day, just the two of them, uh, their own Christmas dinner. And that's when Ryan emerges from the bedroom and then Lexi feels dumb and pissed off. So she just leaves the food and she and Pierre walk out. And I thought it would have been a nicer moment if Megan or Ryan had just been like, you know what? Don't worry about it. Please join us. Thank you. I like even like just make your Christmas episode that much nicer. Put the old acquaintance aside and then just pick it up again in January. But they didn't do that. I suppose. I was glad that they didn't, though. I was kind of like, go, go, go. You know, after all she did with Ryan. I mean, Lexi is horrible. And, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, it would have been a nice olive branch, not on her end, but from them, to be like, in spite of everything, it's the holidays. and. Yeah, I wouldn't, I, I'm glad yeah, they didn't extend that olive branch. I would have rolled my eyes. Well, yeah, I mean, I would have already kicked her off the balcony, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, because I just thought it was was nice that Megan was like, see ya, we're going to have yeah. some food now, you know, because... Yeah. yeah, and thanks for the turkey, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think this is, uh, I think this is the last scene. So Peter and Eve are doing Christmas dinner at Amanda's, um, and Peter has bought... <laughs> it's not invited. <laughs> Eve, a new ring, I know. <laughs> they all travel the same amount. Um... And Peter sees Kyle's drinking, and and he mentions what uh, Lexi said to him about Eve, and and Kyle says, look, he defended that, or he beat the guy up 
just to defend Eve because that guy was coming on to Eve. Mm-hmm. And then Amanda calls them over for a toast and Kyle tells Peter, look, let's not ruin the night. And Amanda toasts to the incredible year. And it's like, let's look back on this year. Remember when Christine died and you pushed everyone away and got into this rotten marriage? Remember how many times you've been kidnapped in the last year? Like, think about your year just a little bit more. Remember poor Matt? The show obviously does not. Think about your year. Um. And so the Peter is going to take a photo of the three of them, Eve, Amanda, Kyle. And Eve says something like, come on, Peter, hurry. We can't keep these phony smiles on forever. And Peter says something like, well, you're all very good at it. You sure fooled me. And takes the photo and they all have these like caught sort of looks on their face, frozen in the photo. And again, it's now Peter is the good guy. Well, yeah. everyone else is doing something. Everyone else bad. is told, yeah, is but anyway. And that I felt was like, and how does he know? And why is he listening to Lexi in the first place? And, yeah. you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So I guess the question is, how will Peter start putting these pieces together? And who's really going to take the fall for it when he does because like who cares also i would love it to be uh, a whole misdirect where peter finds out and he's like okay well i still love you eve and what happened happened and i wasn't there that's probably not what's going to happen no no and that was the episode guys so we had hansen we had christmas i don't know what more we could give you other than like a good plot but but so acting. yeah so we ended we ended the year Jane and Michael seemingly have reunited M- Megan and Ryan are together basically everyone has someone except Lexi but she has her friend chef so you know things are sort of on a high though we know it's all one big precipice yeah she's all good she's all good yeah i mean she's horrible she's all good she's horrible um, so that was the episode yep we're going to the and boulevard. We are moving on over to the boulevard to the present day, and we got some fun things to talk about. So please follow us on over. Um, we will not be on the block next week, and so we'll see you in two weeks. Yes. Mid June. So you guys be good, be great until then. And uh, two weeks' time, we will catch you back on the block. Yeah.